if you think about it, you need multiple revenue streams to survive. That is reality. If you're going to survive and you want to grow your business or you're getting to a point where your back can't take 10 hours of lashing a day and you don't want employees that are going to do lashes for you because that has become very complicated, maybe becoming a distributor in your city. I think every city should have a store because Amazon products, not great. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is a broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we're excited to have someone who we've really known for a long time, who kind of grew up in our backyard, and her name is Michelle Rath, and she is the owner of Sinful Lashes. She actually started out with a salon just in our backyard, like literally about 45 minutes away. She was technically a competitor of ours, but yet we never felt that way because we always knew that pie is big enough here in Los Angeles. There's millions of people, so I don't think we need to worry about clients. But that said, we basically started out as fellow lash owners, but then she kind of really exploded and went into training, and she went also into products. And since then, she has moved over the back to Hawaii, really her first love, and a lot has happened. And so Today, we're going to basically do a a few things. We're going to just get to know Michelle a little bit, but she's also going to announce a huge product announcement that's coming down the pipeline that is going to maybe completely change our industry for us. So we're really excited to have her come on and bring that announcement. Plus, she's going to talk a little bit about her journey and the pivot during COVID and all that craziness that happened. And it's really a great episode. So I hope you're going to get a lot from it, get some inspiration, and get a little preview of what is coming in our industry. As always, we try to be with this podcast, be on the edge of things. Like We're always out talking to people, trying to see what's coming, what's changing, what's going on. So that people come to us, hey, you know what? I got something new. It's going to happen. It's going to change everything. Like, please, please, come on. Let's talk about it. So it's always exciting to have people like Michelle. It's hard to believe it's her first time. We've been doing this for over four years. I almost feel like we were bad neighbors right now. We should have had her on years ago. But that said, she's on finally, and you're going to really love her story. And I think you're going to find her announcement really hugely exciting. But before that, guys, guess what's this weekend? It's IBS. Yeah, IBS. Are you going? Are you going? I'm going. Tessa's going. Shelby from Last Boss Radio is going. And know what we're doing? Yeah, we're holding a party. That's right, guys. We have this huge party, 200 people plus, and it's going to be at the Blanco Penthouse at the Sahara Hotel. But guess what? You can't just show up. This is too important for that. This is too big for that. It's too epic, right? You have to have a ticket. So right now, go to the show notes or go to our Instagram and buy a ticket so that you can see us and everyone else. By the way, we have a lot of big names going to be. Michelle, by the way, is going to be there. We have Lib Bay is going to be there. We have Shelby. We have other people. Lash Anarchist. Ali is going to be there. And the list goes on and on and on. So you do not want to miss this. You want to be there and hang out with everyone. If you're going to the event anyways, might as well go to the party. By the way, there's other parties going on too. Michelle has a party on Friday night, which you can go to her Instagram and sign up for that. So you can go hang out on Friday night. We'll be there for at least the first part. And then on Saturday night, before our party, Borbaletta and Revelation are throwing a party to a revelation. Sorry. Sorry, Alona. <laughs> I'm messing things up here. Anyhow, you can go on that party's at seven o'clock and then there's ends at nine and then head over to our party at nine o'clock. I'm sure if you go to Borbaletta and Revelation, you can see all the details for theirs and then come to our party after that. And then you'll be done. Like you'll be like, forget IBS. I'll I'll just go sleep all day Sunday. It should be fun. So make sure you go buy your tickets today. We have basically about 80, 60, 80 tickets left. So it's getting close. LashCon, guys, coming up, and we are so close to selling out. We have less than 60 tickets, $7.97. You can buy your ticket today and divide it into four payments. So you do not need to have all the money today. Just pay like 200 something now, and then over the next three months after that, you can make two, three more payments. So buy your tickets before it's too late. You do not want to miss the largest gathering of last artists ever. It's going to be over a thousand people guys there. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be fun. And plus you're going to get inspired. Like you've never been before, make some new friends and learn a lot of cool stuff to help you grow your business. So don't miss that. All right. Tustin's last retention styling course is also should be out by the time this plays August 6th through the 7th in Indianapolis. We're going to give you a discount on that one guys. Cause we really waited too long to make that announcement. So Go to the show notes and you can buy that at discounted rate. Then August 27th through the 20th in Vegas, 
October 15th, 16th in Washington, November 19th, 20th in Boston, and December 3rd and 4th here in Los Angeles. Hopefully, you will buy your tickets and we'll see you at one of those events. By the way, you can use the payment plan for that too. In fact, we had this year, we had a couple of people who still paid off the training. They paid for the training, but they did over four payments. So they came, made two minutes, came to the training. And I know a lot of people say that's bad business. I want to make sure it's budget friendly for you. So it's okay. We trust that we deliver the goods that even after it's done, you're going to be like, man, that, I could have paid more for that. And I trust me. That's what the type of stuff we get from people. So you do not want to miss Tustin's styling retention course. It will change your lash game. I promise you will have better retention and you will, we don't do lash maps guys. We're going to teach you how to think differently. So you don't need lash maps. Well, they're not a bad thing, but there's just another way to think about it. We're always thinking about where are some other ways to approach it. So we're going to share, well, Tustin will share. I, I don't teach much. I just show up and party with you guys. <laughs> Anyhow, our allergy course is coming out very soon. This is the industry changer, game changer guys. Over a thousand people have taken it and, and we will have that out here very, very soon. So look for that too. All right. That is all the announcements I have for this. We Let's get into this um, talk where we sit down with Michelle and really talk all things lashes and also about the big announcement for our lash industry. We are here in the LashCast studios, excited as always to be with you today. Hey, Tess, welcome to the show. Hey, babe. How are you? I'm really happy because our guest today is somebody that is really special to us, and I'm so glad that we get a chance to interview her. I think, is this the first time? This yeah, is this is our time. first time having and Well, I feel like it's not because we've kind of rubbed shoulders and we kind of like grew up in the same area. We did. With our businesses. We were and competitors. <laughs> You know, I never saw it that way, but I just feel like we grew up in the same town, knowing the same people. It's like, I feel like you're family. Like, so it's like weird that this is the, the actual first yeah. time. Well, who is this person? Let me, let's just get into it. Michelle Rath is the owner of Sinful Lashes and she has really been a, I think we've known you for over 10 years now, at least in this area. So it's been exciting. to. Yeah. So welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you so much. First of all, I listen to every podcast that you guys uh, put out. I'm a huge fan of this and I'm a huge fan of yours. You know, even when we had the same type of business mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, I referred people to your business all the time and had known how amazing Tustany was at Lashes and so knowledgeable right? Because I went to a social one time with you guys. That's right. Back in the dark ages. (laughs) Yes. Taught me so much about adhesives. So I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Funny you should say that. We referred to your place with volume because back in the day, we were a classic only salon. We always referred to you. And people say, well, where's volume? Well, we said simple was the first one I felt like in LA that really grabbed to the volume concept. You were right yeah. out of the gate with yeah. the volume. Um, people had a certain idea. And if we knew it wasn't a good match for us, we always sent them to you guys. Yeah. So that's interesting. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it is funny because, I mean, you might be our first person on the show that was actually a salon. Like, we both had salons at one point that were just competing salons, we'll say. You know, we were big I, and successful we're far and dynamic apart. teams. We're both, yeah. pre- I mean, I guess technically almost like a, 45 minutes an hour drive between our two salons. So our, how competitive are you really when you're that far apart? <laughs> LA is a big place with lots of people. And our clients people. were different. I mean, that's why we always said like the pie is big enough. Yeah. And what's cool is to see your journey and see you evolve. Mm-hmm. I remember when you were just a booth at a salon suite and then you hired staff and then you evolved and then you really evolved. I think in the LA area, made the first training center lashes and we're really at the forefront of that with volume and so forth and then the product line kind of grew out of that and so you've really become quite a force to reckon and something that we said well i'm always proud like you know everyone talks about the texas and utah brands i'm like hey we got some big brands here in socal too no (laughs) michelle you're a legend she was such an influencer from the very beginning i just want to credit her for starting the conferences and inviting other people underneath her tent other movers and shakers in the lash world to come and speak and do events and meetups and that kind of thing you were really a pivotal person for connecting people and offering opportunities so kudos to you Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And it really comes from a love from this industry. I am going to tell you that the moment I started doing lashes, I fell in love. And so every part of my business after that was based on passion for what I was doing and what I saw. Now, I will tell you that every time I was going to take a step in a new part of 
my business. A lot of people close to me were concerned because I didn't know anything about it. Hmm. And I just had this belief that I could do it because I loved it so much. And I love the women in our industry, the men in our industry. I love the diversity that we have in Los Angeles. And I just think that there's so much opportunity for men and women starting out to actually make a living without going into student loan debt and a four-year college journey. If you understand marketing, you can really make a go at this business that is going to change your life and your financial outcome forever. Absolutely. I think that's one of the exciting things about our industry is that while the bar is low, so a lot of people get in, those who really thrive are the ones who learn marketing, who try to brand better, who really invest, and also the great customer experience. Those are skills that anyone can learn, right? As long as you want to be a student, you want to learn, you aren't just one of these people that says, I figured it all out. I don't have to do anything else, but you really do that. You can succeed and not have a, barely have a high school degree. (laughs) And it's like, it's exciting. That is so true. And and I think that's what sometimes people miss. They take a lash class, they go to esthetician school from, you know, some people don't need it depending on where you're located, but they don't take the time to understand that it doesn't matter how good of a lash artist you are, especially if you're in a bigger market, marketing wins every time. Understanding marketing wins doesn't have to be this complex, complicated time-consuming thing. It's just understanding key points. So if you just take a few classes or go on YouTube and really watch people, you can really get an understanding and apply those principles to change your business. And that's really what I did early on before I opened my little salon suite in a 10 by 10 room. I had a website and I had people optimize it with SEO. So I learned about SEOs early on And that was really how I was overbooked all the time. That's why I had to get people in because I was leaving money on the table every day. And then moving into a larger location, I didn't know that I could book people out. But because my marketing was done well, I could book those girls out within four weeks. It was a full schedule for everybody. I can vouch for her on that because I remember seeing you because back in the day when we were technically competitors i would always be looking at all other brands i literally had a, a spreadsheet of 100 lash companies in la <laughs> i was tracking well it was the only way that we could also see you know how are we doing yeah you are, know? are we competing right. well and so i was tracking everyone i'd be watching their marketing i'd be seeing i would see who was actually leveling up on on who Instagram, was walking or on, the walk and talking the well, talk and who was just talking that's what i was gonna say but anyway i'm talking about uh, internet stuff technology wow, that's what i was, and, I was and looking sinful at was always at the top of the list you, you had great seo and i remember seeing that and it obviously paid off because people i don't think enough people give enough credit to that because being top of search and being that top three or four is so valuable as a brand because people don't look any further so if you're in that top page you're going to get busier than someone who is not in the top page because more people, by the way, I think still, maybe I'm wrong. I still think more people are looking to Google and all that for searching for new businesses to go to than they are going on Instagram and using hashtags. You know, For sure. I think if you don't understand the power of a website, you're missing out on key marketing. I know people that hardly do Instagram at all. They, they do maybe a post every couple of days or maybe once a week, but they have such a well-optimized website, they're completely booked out. So they don't need to do it because research Mm -hmm. shows that most people pull out their phone, type into a toolbar what they're searching for, and that's where they start their search. They may go to your Instagram to see what you do, but they're going to start there for the most part. Unless somebody's in their 20s maybe and and their life is, is maybe finding things differently. But I think if you understand that, that's just so powerful. Remember, this is easily a six-figure income job. And if you understand how to market well, you don't have so much output. Because I think when you don't understand your business, you're just bleeding money. Yeah. I would hope people listening to this, if you don't have 
a website and you're wondering why you're not busy, that's your biggest problem right now because that's how people are going to find you is through the website. The Instagram, what the big lie in our industry is, and that a lot of influencers and brands share this because it works for them, by the way. It does work for influencers. It does work for trainers. It does work for brands to sell through Instagram because lash artists are always looking there. But consumers aren't going to Instagram first to try to find a lash artist. Consumers are going to Google, type in best lash artist, Pasadena or whatever region you're in, and then they're finding you and verifying you exist by then going to Instagram and go, oh, you do exist, so don't not have Instagram. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but you dancing, doing whatever dance routine is popular right now is probably not getting you as many clients as you think. Not having a website is actually your biggest, basically, a choke point right now. And so anyone listening, I mean, I saw it was simple. You guys blew up because you guys were doing great with your website and showing up top of search and all that. And that definitely grew you to be one of the leading brands here in Southern California and so forth. And I think if anyone's looking to expand, bigger isn't always necessarily better, but if you want to grow your brand, going into debt, I don't think, especially when you're a small business, is the best way to do it. But if you do it smartly, you you market so well, you can grow your brand step by step by taking the profits from one part of your business and starting to expand on next. Yes. Right. So if you're reinvesting in your business, you don't have to be a you know debt heavy business to do that. So when we started, um, I know I, I knew I wanted to build out a salon because I had two suites. They were very expensive, but I know how expensive it is in Los Angeles to build something out. So I banked the profits from aftercare products because we were killing it. I, I knew early on aftercare was a big thing. And so I banked that money and all the profits from aftercare, I took it and put it into building the salon and the academy and then was really starting to build our product line from there. So the profits from one part of the business fed other parts of the business to expand it. And that principle still lies today. We really think long and hard before we launch a new product. Can we afford it? Are we going into debt? What's the profit margin going to be? You have to really think about each step. Not everything needs to be trial and error. Some things will. And I've had a lot of errors (laughs) in my career. A lot of them because I'm not a marketer. I'm not a, you know, I didn't go to business school. I'm a lash artist. It's really what I am with a love for this business. But understanding and learning from those mistakes is so valuable. I think anyone with a dream to be bigger can, if you just understand certain principles. Business, a lash business isn't any different than any business. Mm -hmm. Business is business. Yeah. I I love what you just said about saving and and being purposeful about what you're bringing in and taking portions of that money and planning for your next stage. So if you're a lash artist right now and you do want to move in the products or do you want to do trainings or you want to do something new? Because I always love to see is someone coming up with new innovative ideas. We just talked to someone recently who has this new idea they want to do. And it's really exciting to hear this person's dream of what they're trying to accomplish. And it'll be totally different for industry. And we see this all the time. And so what you do to get there is you have to fund it somehow, right? So for us, we did, had a similar path with what we did with LashCon is we used basically Tusney's money that she was bringing as a lash artist to help us fund LashCon. Because our first year, I knew we were going to make $0. There was going to be zero profit. It was just going to be a Always. wash. Yeah. I, my the goal was, year. yeah, not to lose money. That was the only goal. If I don't need to lose money and we basically break even, we've won. And then that, then unfortunately COVID hit. So that became our goal for year two because it was all virtual that year. And we said again, all right, we're just going to try break even because we're just going to try to keep building momentum. But she worked her butt off to fund my career, basically business. And it wasn't until last year in our third year where I finally drew a salary. It was like a McDonald's salary, but it was still a salary. But we were patient, but we were purposeful knowing that she's working. She's paying all the bills right now for the most part with her business doing lashes. And then finally, this year is the first year where I'm actually drawing, uh, actually, I'd say a real legitimate salary. It took me four years only four years to get paid. <laughs> so, but, but you're building something. But we're building you're something. Investing. And we're not losing money. And we're yeah. using portions from her business to build this business, knowing that LashCon will eventually supersede her business in the bigger picture as we do more than just you know events, but we also will coaching and classes and all that stuff. So it's a, interesting that you brought that up because I never even thought of it. That's what we're doing. But you're trading off one thing to build another. And you can be very purposeful about that. 
Very purposeful. And for us, because we're not a private label company per se, like our lashes are something I went and developed, right? It's our curl rod. It's our blend. I have a certain blend that I like, certain strips. It's a much more expensive process than to just private label something, but we're creators. Our adhesives are our formulas. Mm -hmm. We start at at chemist and then we work our way through, we go to a co-packer and then we create the product. So that's really, and also our lash lift products completely created by us. So those are the things that make us a little bit different. It's a much more expensive process to Mm -hmm. do that. But I think in the long run for me, it just makes it so much better. And and it's really what is in my head is what comes out in the products. Mm -hmm. So it's like all of that is really what I think if somebody wants to start a business, these are all things to consider. Yeah. Well, you've talked about your philosophy with, you know, creating your, your adhesives. I know that one of the things that we really wanted to talk to you about is a new adhesive that is on the horizon for you guys that you're about to offer. I know there's some really unique features about it. Can you share with our audience how revolutionary this adhesive is? So I have a friend, uh, Nikki, who owns Endure Lash, and about four years ago, I got a call from her about wanting to create a completely cyanocrylate-free adhesive that's a completely different polymer. I said, it's going to take you years to put on the market. She thought she could do it in six months. (laughs) I ended up being right on that one, but she created the first truly cyanocrylate free adhesive. It's really amazing. It's revolutionary. It's been tested over and over again on people who've had reactions and they have absolutely no reactions. The difference between this adhesive and others on the market that are cyanocrylate free, they're still acrylates. So for anybody that has a true allergic reaction, An acrylate adhesive is like giving somebody who's allergic to strawberries and telling them this strawberry is organic, grown in my backyard, and this one's from Mexico. You won't react to the organic one. You will. They're still the same. They're still the same. That's just how allergic reactions um, uh, work. That's just how they work. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So this is four different polymers. She's created it. It is being launched at the IBS show in Mm -hmm. Las Vegas. We'll have a booth there. We are introducing it and then we're going to be taking pre-orders and it's coming very soon. We are the West Coast distributor for this adhesive and we're really proud of that. I think Nikki's done an amazing job and she has put her heart and soul into this. And so... It's exciting. I'm really excited about this. I just want to go into a deeper dive, if we can, about... And we know there's limits here, so we may hit a ceiling. We're like, okay, that's all we can talk about. (laughs) So I think it's fabulous that it's not an acrylate. I think that was the big thing because yeah. we were talking about it's like, well, if it's just another acrylate. Well, it could then- be a different, you know, so it's not a cyanoacrylate, but if it's a different acrylate, it's going to still have the same properties. But no, I was thinking, because my mind has been thinking like, what is it then? I know it has to be some kind of a polymer. If it's a polymer, it means that there's going to be a catalyst that makes those polymers line up and form a hard substance. Yes. So so that's still the same, correct? Okay, so it still has yes. that bond. It's, so it's going to be a tight, inert bond. It's not soluble with water. And okay. it cures quickly. So, and it I'm cures guessing. quickly, but the difference is it's, that it's not an acrylate. So I'm so excited about this. I cannot wait to try and, this and out. And you can see at the IBS, it sounds like in, at least demo it. I mean, you can touch and play with it, right? You're not going to be able to buy it yet. Is that accurate? I think she's taking pre-orders. We're just waiting for her chemical company, right? It's Mm -hmm. a chemical company that's made in the U.S. We're just waiting for everything to come together. But here's what's so exciting is that it's, first of all, seamless. So it's not like Acolytes that, that, you know, especially if you get an industrial grade, which most people don't know. Most of them come from China. They're toxic, right? They're not filtered. It's a very dangerous product to be using in a tiny little room with very little ventilation. Mm -hmm. So the properties of this are different because it's really used in medical applications for dental and internal wound bonding. So 
that's what makes it so exciting that it's not only really something that can be used for people who have allergic reactions, but that for us, we're breathing something that's not going to be as toxic. Less vapors and all that. Is it going to be a little bit more expensive? I'm guessing because it's a, it's not like Santa which is like ubiquitous, right? It's everywhere. Everyone makes it. It's so common now because it's been around for like 50, 60, 70 years. Where is this something a little bit more unique, a little bit more pricey, I'm guessing? Yeah, it's going to be a little bit more pricey, but I think it lasts longer. I am limited on what I can say because everything's being released at the show, but it's really something, um, if you follow me on Instagram, every single piece of information I'm allowed to share, I'm going to share on my Instagram. (laughs) It's simple underscore lashes and just follow me and I'll give you all of the information. I'll be doing demos with it so that you can see how it works, but it does require a learning curve because it performs a little bit different. So you have to understand what you're seeing right? Because what we do as lash artists is we see the bond happen. We see something Mm -hmm. that goes from shiny to matte. That's how we know that we our adhesive is set. So we're seeing things a little bit different. So if anyone is going to the show, please stop by the booth. It's we're on the skin and beauty side and it's booth 201. And it's not the the simple lash booth. It's going to be endure lash, right? Is it? Endure lash. Yeah. I'm working the booth. Yeah, Can we out. talk about the viscosity? What is like the thickness? Is it more it's like more like- viscosity? I love, is viscosity. What I love that. <laughs> okay. And then what is the cure time? The cure time is very similar. It's one to two seconds. Okay. And then does it still react with humidity? Is it still an anionic polymer? And I, that, that I can't say. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That, that I can't say. But, but we're going to have like information to release. I will be doing lives from our booth cool. talking about it. You know, this is her baby, her product. So she's releasing information in the yeah. timeline that she wants. Yeah. So the good news is if you can't make it IBS, which I know right now I heard, by the way, I just talked to one of the people who does the booths because – I just love to find out information. I actually had no plans of going, but I wanted to find out how many ticket sales were. She goes, oh, they've sold almost 20,000 tickets, which means IBS is at least about half what it used to be. But that's still big. There'll be a lot of people there. But if you can't go, sounds like you can go ahead and uh, watch your lives. Go to Simple Instagram page and be following Michelle. She'll be doing lives explaining some of the stuff that weekend, which is just coming around around the corner. I have a question. I don't know if you could answer it or not. Yeah, more questions from Tuss here. Okay, so when do we actually get the glue in our own hands that we can try on our own clients? You're hoping like in August, yeah, right? Yes, August, September is when everything will be launched and maybe sooner. And the latest, we will have product at your conference. Yeah, so that'll be in November. And by the way, Michelle is going to be have her booth at her show, so you can come see her. And is Nikki joining you in the booth at Vegas or yes. LashCon? Okay, well, there you yes. go. I mean, Lily, I feel like every person on the planet is going to be at LashCon now. I feel like I didn't know Nikki was coming, so that's really exciting to have her also coming to LashCon. Yes, we're so excited. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. And by the way, just uh, I want to promote something else. Michelle has a party on Friday night in Vegas that I think everyone needs to go to. It's, uh, but you do need the RSVP. Have you guys sold out? Or are you guys still taking um, RSVPs for that and all that? I think we're at about 75 people. So, yeah, you, if somebody still wants room? to come, yeah, there's still room. Okay, cool. tell we'll us about it. it. Where is it? And we'll be at your party. Yes. yes. And, yeah. And then we have our party. Actually, in the Borbalana, has a party also. So, there's like three parties you don't want to miss that. This is where you're going to get to network and meet with all the movers and shakers. I just saw Jamie this last weekend from Lashbase. He's coming to your party. So he was really excited. Yeah, I know. I know. I've never met him. So I'm very excited. I think it's just going to be a really nice way to get back to life. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're going to get back to life. And I love other lash brands. I love meeting them. I know. Mm-hmm. I love knowing what they're doing. So it's really exciting. Yeah. So it's going to be Friday night, eight o'clock. I think you said you're not naming the location until you RSVP, correct? And then you send them where they go. Okay, so we won't say where it's at. So no one's going to show up unannounced, but they do need to be, how do they RSVP? Do they go to your Instagram or where do they go? Go to our Instagram, you'll see the post. It's michelle at simphalashes.com. Okay, so go there, RSVP, and you'll get to hang out with some great people. We'll be there only in the early part because we bought tickets to do, we're going to a show later that night. And we had already bought our tickets by the time we found about your party. It was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. So we're going to be there at least at the beginning or we might even show up a little early just to 
hang out with Michelle and, we'll bug, and bug her. But we'll be there in the beginning. And then our party is on Saturday night, night after the Borboletta Revelation, Revelation party, which is at 7. Then you come to our party that's at 9. And you can just party all weekend with your friends. And it's going to be a great place to network and connect with people. Um, and our, same thing with us. Just go to our Instagram, link in the bio, and you can buy tickets to ours and so forth. Um, all right, well, cool. Let's get back to other stuff other than parties. <laughs> so for you, um, so you have this product. Now let's go, let's go back a little bit because I know that we were talking earlier before we got into this talk or we've gone to the recording part about COVID. COVID was crazy for all of us. And you've gone through some, these last few years for you have had a lot of changes, a lot of shifting I mean, I have one thing I'm envious of. You moved to Hawaii. And um, I'll just say this. I remember when you first started going to Hawaii and doing classes, I'm like, she's the smartest she's on person on the planet. I mean, she's, she's going, on to something. She's going to Hawaii, teaching classes, and she's writing it all off. How smart is that? Well, also, I love Hawaii. So what happened during COVID is, first of all, I thought we were done. Okay. I did not think we were gonna we were going to come back from COVID for sure because – as you know, in California, we were so hard hit yeah. in a much more severe way than other parts of the country. So our business is based in California and a lot of our customer base is California. So everyone was shut down. So we were trying to think about how to pivot. Now, what happened to me during COVID is I had had a mammogram right before COVID hit, actually two weeks. They gave me a call, said, oh, it's nothing, but just when you get a chance, come back in, we'll recheck it. And then COVID hit, nobody was leaving their house. I didn't go back until a year later and I ended up having breast cancer. Mm -hmm. So I had a recovery period that was going to be what it was. You know, yeah. I had radiation, I had 34 rounds of radiation, mm -hmm. which is a lot. Yeah. And I decided to do it in Kauai because that's what we had a condo here. And we knew at some point we wanted to retire here. So we had found an amazing deal on a house and ended up buying it. And we came and that was where I was going to recover. It turns out I figured out I can run my business from the island of Kauai. I go back to L.A., because we have warehouses and we have corporate offices. Then we have our retail store and we have an academy at another location. So I go back once a month, but everything I do is online. So I think the moral of this story is that I'm completely cancer-free now. Amen. Yes. Thank you. It wasn't the easiest journey, but it made it a lot easier recovering in Kauai, I will tell you that for yeah, sure. Yeah. We had to really rethink our business like so many of the people listening. COVID just really tanked a lot of our businesses. So our dreams, so right? Our hopes and dreams. Yeah, we thought we had to all figure out where we were going, what the next step was. And all of a sudden, for two years, nothing. Yeah, and it was just so brutal. And so that two years, our expenses never changed, yeah. right? Mm -mm. Yeah. We still have rent and, and huge overhead. So what I decided was, how do I want to live the rest of my life? What do I want it to be? And how can I make that happen? And I think my business has thrived with me being here. I'm just much more productive. I really, because I can just get things done. I'm in my little room, as you can see. I, you know, I do models and I just work at my computer all day. And if anyone's listening has a dream of how they want to structure their life, really consider that because I know we all dream about something, but then we just say, oh, that's not possible. It can be possible. And I hope that people hear that because it doesn't have to be like everybody else did it, right? Yeah. So different sometimes is better than better. So whatever your thoughts are about it, really try to structure it. For you, it sounds like you fell in love with Hawaii, right? You started going- 21 years ago. 21 years right. ago. Okay. So even before lashes, you were doing this and then you just adapted lashes to it. Cause you were like, well, I, since I love going to Hawaii, I might as well, you would go to Hawaii and teach classes. I remember and so forth. And you just continued to mesh those two things, your love, your passion with what you did. You just found a way you said you found a way to mesh that. And I, I tell people this quite a bit. I've said this in our podcast as well as when we just teach stuff is like, man, if you have multiple passions, find ways to marry those passions together. I don't think they always have to be, it's all this or all that. For me, I love events. That's something that I've had a background in. I love it. Me too. And, and <laughs> guess what? 
I meshed events with what we did. I found lashes and didn't. You've done the same thing with the Hollywood Lash Conference. I know that we just were at the Beauty Factory with Natalia. She ran events over in Ukraine before she came here to the United States. So guess what she's doing here in the United States? Lash events. So you can find your passions and you can connect them with what you do, at like how you make money as a living. And it doesn't have to be necessarily what everyone else does. Hopefully people are listening right now We'll say, well, I like sports. I don't know. <laughs> so weird. Maybe there's a way to measure those, bring those two together. I, oh, actually, I know we, there is. Melena does stuff where she helps people feel healthier with their bodies. She's the last artist, saw people struggling with their health, not feeling good about their bodies. So what she do? She goes out and starts a whole business, Lash Happy, whose job is to help people feel better and healthy with their bodies. Ergonomics. Ergonomics. So, and I love what she does. Yeah. That, that is the key. It doesn't have to be what everyone else does. I will tell you in the beginning, because when we started, most of the lash brands were from Utah mm-hmm. and their marketing was very specific. Yes. It was very light in pastels and blondes and blue eyed people everywhere. So I wanted to emulate that. That was really what I thought I had to be, right? I had to be this brand that was really light and airy and I'm from LA. I have tattoos. That is just not who we are. (laughs) We're all about diversity. Everybody who was walking through our salon was a different ethnicity and that we were representing that reality and our world in what we see every day and what we're passionate about. So sometimes you have to step outside the box, look at yourself as a whole and say, who am I? And how do I want to present to the world? Because not every brand has to be white and rose gold, right? So (laughs) not every brand has to be just the same. Like you see, well, everybody else is doing white and rose gold. Maybe I should too. Maybe you just cobalt blue or I I don't know, whatever color it is, is like your color. Make yourself stand out. So once we started to be authentic to who we are and everything's dark and LA and moody and we show diversity, our business changed a hundred percent. You hear that all the time. And I sometimes laugh because it's, it's kind of ambiguous. Be you or do you or whatever like that. I get that. And I'm like, but what does that really mean? I can see in your case, really practically speaking, is like sinful lashes, and that's the name of your company, right? It's not already the name has edge to it, right? It's not, so you being you, yeah, being right. a product of LA, like I, we, this rock and roll vibe. Yeah, a little bit more rocker vibe, a little bit more harsher, but it's very diverse, which is LA to a heartbeat, right? I mean, you go to LA. I mean, I remember our salon. It, I looked, my, I was always happy with. That. I looked at our salon, but I mean, trying it wasn't like we were like, oh, we're going to do diversity and hiring. No, no, just the people come there. It's just naturally yes. that way. You're not trying to be that way. That's who we just are. Walk down the street in LA. Everybody looks different, and that's what makes it so beautifully exactly. unique. And really, we had gay men coming yeah, through our did doors. Too. <laughs> Everyone was like fighting over the gay men, like yeah. who, who got them because they were the best clients ever. Yeah. And it's like, how do we network? and how do we market to more gay men or or whatever it is, but you have to be authentic to you. If you're in an area of the country, let's say I've been to Scotland before to um, at a conference, everybody's blonde, blue eyed and red hair, you know? So you're not going to find a lot of diversity there because you're going to have a certain clientele, but that's who is you're marketing to. So don't be afraid to be different, right? Exactly. And being different, it's not a catch term that we can use. It's it's a real practical term. Who are you? Are you from an area that is mostly Hispanic, right? So there are a lot of towns maybe in the Southwest. Yeah. And are you not celebrating that Hispanic culture? Like, are you not talking to your people? Some people don't want to show themselves because they aren't blonde and blue eyed. That's ridiculous. There are a lot of people like you. You're not for everybody, but you are for somebody. Exactly. In fact, the Hispanic audience, I feel like they're underserved in our industry because there is a lot of Hispanic people in America who speak Spanish. And I'm like, why aren't there more brands building the whole brand just tailored toward reaching out to that community and saying, look, we're going to be the Spanish brand or we're going to, I mean, I heard Minkies is actually moving that direction. I do realize there's some brands well, there's that are. there's Nina Lash as well. And Nina Lash, who we just met also, I feel like is really tapped into that. So there are some. Yeah, Beauty Legends, Ashley, she changed her color scheme and, yeah. you know, the Mexican flag. And, exactly. and so, I, but I love that. I, I love seeing that because, you know, we get bored by seeing the same thing every day. And, and as we know, 
consumerism has changed. Everything's done in seconds, seconds, seconds. We don't, if we see the same thing from everybody, it it's just nobody looks at anything. Absolutely. We talked about an episode recently about copying. It's good to copy. And I think in the beginning, when you're just trying to get your feet underneath you and trying to get used to it, it's good to copy and emulate others. But eventually, you, you do have to find your voice. You have to find a way you want to be a, as an artist, how you want to design, what colors you want to use. And you're right, pastels or the pinks and all that same thing that was popular 10 years ago, everyone was is not going to serve your brand. And I think of someone else like Allie, Allie Lily. Lily. She used to be Lily, Lily Lash. Lily Lash. was girly and everything like that because that's what was and she's popular. Anything, but, I mean, she's girly, but she's not. Oh, I love her. Lash yes, Anarchist. and now it's Lash Anarchist. And her logo is like the the middle yeah. finger, right? Yeah, like she is yeah. edgy and she has attitude, but she has, she has the biggest heart of anyone I know in the industry. Really, she she's just a big bear that you just want to hug. She's so sweet, but she has a different type of branding that's true to her now, and it and allows her to blossom and be a better, more real brand. And I think she has the same story where her brand took off finally when she said, "You know what? Screw it, guys. I, this is who I am. I'm not going to try to be something else. I'm not going to be that soft, gentle Lily Lashes. I'm going to be Ant Lash Anarchist, which has a whole, has a whole different. <laughs> I yeah, love it. I think this is so important. So we do private labeling on a lot of aftercare products. We do private labeling on almost all of our products. We're introducing lashes soon, and that's a big part of our business. And we sell so much of our aftercare products with our label on it. I think. If you are starting a business, you need to brand yourself, like be proud of your brand. If your brand is on the shelf, it's a game changer for your clientele. They have a different perspective walking in and seeing your label on products that they're going to use every day. So consider really branding the products that are going to be on your shelf. And if you're not doing aftercare products, you are missing out on free labor, free money. Please, please, please sell aftercare products. Yeah, I think the idea of weight labeling is a way to build trust, more trust for the people because they see on your shelf, they see you get lashes and then they see on the shelf product that you did yourself. They're like, wow, they're not only just doing lashes, they're now actually selling product too. I just think that's a bigger trust builder and then create more loyalty too because now you're not just providing lashes, you're actually providing product too. Okay, so how does it work? If somebody's interested in purchasing their own private label, products, what are your minimums like? How do they do it? So we have very low minimums. We're really for the person starting out. And it's for people who are salon owners, who are have a training academy, whatever it is, almost all of our products are available. The minimums start anywhere from 10 to 20 pieces. So that's very low if yeah. we know. And I'm going to say that the difficulty for people who starting out want to brand their own products, especially because we all get hit up so much on Instagram, is that you don't know who you're talking to on the other end of that email exchange or post exchange, because a lot of the times you're just dealing with lash brokers. They're not the manufacturers. They have 20 people that they have a deal with. You might get a sample from something and then you spend $5,000 and it's completely different product. And there's nothing you can do about it. There's almost no recourse, especially if you get the product. So our thought was let's support somebody who's a smaller business. So we do all of our lash baths. Our lash bath is not, it's paraben free. It's all botanical products. It's a Korean skincare company that I fell in love with in Korea. And we started to work with them and they create this product for just us. And so it's just amazing. So things like that are just important. Lash lift. If you're a lash lift trainer, you can brand our products and put your brand on them. And tweezers are the other tough one. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Tweezer yeah. manufacturers. Oh, brutal. Duh. So brutal. So because we have a 3% bad freezer rate. Before we found our manufacturer, our guys, it was 30%. And that's not uncommon. <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> a common. So we are able to really tighten it up and do any colors and and engraving. And it's all done in Los Angeles. So we stock our, we're stocking our tweezers. We're getting, they're all coming. And it's just an amazing opportunity for people that they know that they can get product, not get ripped off. And if you're putting products on your shelf, especially if you want to start a little store, there you go. 
Well, I'll just say about the tweezers. We've bought places from tweezers, sent money, and never got anything. That's oh, like the norm. Like, oh, I just sent them yeah. some money. And amazingly, nothing ever came. How fun. So the fact that you vetted and you spent that time and you have a low failure rate, that's great because that's the other big It's complaint. a miracle. Is Every what it brand is. I hear people saying, oh, they're still at 10, 20, 30% failure rate. I mean, I hear brands that are well known, they're still dealing with that high failure rate. So that's really great to see you guys find someone you can trust. That's really rare. But I do think it's something that people don't realize they have opportunities. If you want to make a little extra money, and I know a few people doing this now, you could become a regional distributor in your area with your own label. Like maybe you're like, I don't have the energy. I'm not going to become the next Sinful or another big brand. But you could provide products in your local community. You could either white label like you said off of you or you can even distribute i'm sure i don't know if you ever do this do you ever let other people carry your products or distribute your products on your behalf we do and and before covid it was going strong so now we're rebuilding that part of our business here's the other thing i think that if you're going to carry products and you're going to sell them to people if be the sephora Right. You can carry different brands of the things that you love, have a little store of the products that you think are the best on the market. And you don't have to invest in all the marketing it takes to build a brand. You can jump off those SEOs from the other companies that you're carrying that help build your website and your brand very quickly. So I also like that for people. I think people I, I do a lot of business coaching. So when we're starting private label, I'm going to tell you exactly what it's going to take and what it's going to take for marketing. And I like the Sephora concept for people who don't have it or the finances to build a brand from scratch because it's much harder today. It is harder today. And the truth is there is a saturation point for brands. I think at some point, I don't know if we need 10,000 last brands for or a hundred and some thousand lash artists, right? There may be a ceiling at some point, but being a distributor in the local area, I think it's really smart because of a lash artist, like I need something last second rather than ordering and hoping to get in a day or two, you can go get it right now and you have a place that's on your nearby that's only 10 minutes away. I think it's a smart way to go. I've seen some people do really well with that kind of yes. thing. So it's a, it's a viable Love market. It. So I, if you've been thinking about what's your next step, like your last artist working alone, maybe it's just becoming the, like you said, the Sephora of your city. And then you can say, if, if you're just making money off lashes now, you're making money off all the lash artists buying products from you. <laughs> so I think it's such a smart play because if you think about it, you need multiple revenue streams to survive. That is reality. If you're going to survive and you want to grow your business or you're getting to a point where your back can't take 10 hours of lashing a day, and you don't want employees that are going to do lashes for you because that has become very complicated. Maybe becoming a distributor in your city. I think every city should have a store because Amazon products, not great. Mm-mm. You don't know when they receive that product, how long it's been sitting on the shelf, what the conditions are. Most Amazon products are from China. And so you don't know what's in that bottle. About 60% of adhesives, let's just say on the market, are industrial grade adhesives, right? So that's a very toxic grade that when they use it in industrial applications, you need very specific PPE equipment to use it. And now we're just sitting in a little room breathing these fumes in. So I think really it's quality products, understanding and being able to have a way to help people in your area because you know, even in a little town, I'm in Kauai, it's a little island. You could drive from one area, one side to the next in three hours. We probably have a hundred and something lash artists and it's not enough. So think bigger, ring big. And I think what's great too, by the way, it doesn't take a lot to get a business going. So let's just say you white label in your community and you start, you go online and just look up everyone that's in your area. All you have to do is email, DM them and say, hey, just so you know, if you ever need a product, I'm now carrying product here. If you want to come by, you incentivize it. Hey, come by and try a sample or try some products just on me the first time just to get them in the door to find you and try it. Before you know it, you may have 30, 40 women coming by your place once a month buying product. And wouldn't that be a nice little extra income without actually having to do a whole lot of extra work other than just the initial purchase and displaying it in your little space. So I am. I think it's a that's a very cool idea that hopefully we'll see more of. I think it is happening already. I mean, I've, I know quite a few last artists who are doing that. And it's a Me good, too. 
good little side gig that doesn't take you 10,000. You don't have to dance on Instagram either, which is I'm always on my big knock on Instagram. I was like, how much more dancing do we need on Instagram? Do we really need to see people for the rest of my life till I'm like 95 dancing, flossing and all that? I mean, I guess it has a place, but I just, I just don't get it. <laughs> Maybe we're older because I'm like a scroll high, scroll high. I think so too. I know we're like, is that still working? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, marketing. I still, in the end, think with marketing, you have to serve your community and you have to give more than you take. And content marketing is still the number one way to really sell your product. That's another whole topic. I don't think dancing is really content marketing. It's just a fad. Um, all right, everyone who's my listening now who loves that, like Paul, shut up. You don't shut up, old man. You're old and dried out. crusty old dude i know um, anyhow it's amazingly time just flew before i knew i just look at the clock Get and, out. Yeah, oh my yeah. gosh. so we probably should wrap up so where can people find you and all that online so that at least now that we're done they'll hopefully go check you out so if you are looking for products training we're just launching our online training academy i think next week Oh, wow. And I spent two years developing it because I was very adamant that you cannot learn lashes online. So we've tested and tested and re refilmed and, and, and really it's such, our classes are so detailed and comprehensive. So we're really excited about that. Awesome. And that's simplelashes.com. And if you want content and tips and tricks and to see me live occasionally. It's sinful underscore lashes on Instagram. I don't do TikTok yet. I'm trying to get into it. I just feel like I don't have the time for everything. Yeah. So, you know, one's enough. <laughs> yeah, you got to pick your poison. <laughs> it's like, right. yeah, I'm right. the same way. I have some people helping us with social media now. And they're like, we got to do TikTok. I'm like, go ahead. I, I, I don't care. I, I, I mean, I love watching TikTok. I can waste an easy hour in a heartbeat. But that said, having to produce for all these different things. It gets a little overwhelming. I know the pain. So cool. Well, hopefully you go check that out. We'll have also have your stuff in our show notes. And definitely if you're listening to the show before in 2022, that is um, before IBS, definitely come and see Michelle at the Endure Lash booth, as well as um, LashCon. She'll be at LashCon, which we're really excited to have Michelle come and join us this year at LashCon and at her booth. She'll be at the Sinful Lashes booth. It's almost like you guys are swapping booths uh, between IBS and LashCon. Yes. That's really what I'm doing. Thank you guys so much. As you know, I'm big, big fans and I always have been. Integrity was always my holy grail of 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 achievement because you guys were so amazing. And so I, I really appreciate over the years how well you've done and you are so inspirational to see how you've pivoted in this industry has just been an inspiration, I think, not only to myself, but to a lot of people. So thank you for that. Well, same as the same with you. We feel the same way. Yeah, that's really special. Thank you. Bye. That's a wrap, guys. We are done. We are out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at LashCast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my Lash Baby Corn Tusney, as well as our special guests, Anne-Marie and Cheryl, or actually, it's almost the opposite way. We were their special guests. I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. Lash Conference.